Hello, and welcome to the Monthly Comic Spotlight on the Comic Book Page Podcast. My name is John Mann. In this episode, we'll be discussing recently released comics. One from DC, one from Marvel, and at least one other. As always, we'll keep major spoilers to a minimum, but we'll discuss general plot points and storylines of the comics we review. In this monthly comic spotlight, I'm joined by James, and we're going to discuss some of the comics we got in June 2022, but only the first two weeks. We'll get to that in a second. But James, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing, John? I'm doing all right. A little tired, but uh, doing all right. Now, we're doing this early. We're doing this actually on June 21st Yep. for the June monthly comic spotlight. So as one might imagine, we don't have the comics getting released on, say, the 22nd or the 29th or have read those for the 15th because uh, it's, it's, it's busy. But we're getting to that part of the summer where it's time for summer break and stuff like that. So we're going to come back later, cover the rest of the month. Don't worry yep. about that. But out of the the two weeks, it's funny, I got a total of 33 comics, and that's like half what I'd been getting a week, almost, a couple of years back. Oh, wow. That Yeah, not very much stuff. I, I got quite a bit more. You saw my list. I don't mm-hmm. know how I got so many more, but uh, I got like 50 comics. That was a lot. Well, I got like 11 the first week and 22 the second week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second week was much bigger. So definitely a little bit of a uneven as to what's coming out when, and... We're seeing this with, uh, I think, still pandemic-induced and other-induced uh, supply chain issues. Correct. Yep. Yep. So I think when stuff comes out is going to be hit or miss for a while now. Yeah. And then when we record the next spotlight, I guess we'll have like a month and a half, so we'll have an insane amount of material to go over. Well, I was thinking we would do one for the second half of June. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then just do July. Ah, all right. Cool. I'm with you there. So I, I just figure that's the easier way to do it better. I will make sure that I note that. Because <laughs> that way I can maybe read in smaller... Because it's going to take a little bit once we come back to catch up. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, shall we dive into DC? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I'll filter my list right now. I got a total of 14 comics from DC in the first half of June. Again, we're only talking two weeks here. Okay, and I got 11. What was the best out of what came out for you? Okay, for me, there wasn't a lot that was great, but I would say Dark Crisis probably number one. Oh, it was the best of the the best of the bunch, and I don't think it was stellar material. It was just better than anything else I got. Okay, let me ask uh, two questions before we talk about Dark Crisis. Okay, did you get Dark Knights of Steel? Oh, I did. I did. I'm sorry. That one I did. It's very close. I uh, this Dark Knights of Steel I did not like as much really as the previous issue. Did you like it a lot? I thought it was good use of the Titans and the Kents. I mean, I'm I'm still wondering if there are going to be enough survivors of the story for a possible sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. I, I, I liked it. It was good. It's just, I think the previous issue I liked a little bit more. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the Titans. I haven't read a lot of them, so sacrilege. that's probably why. Well, yeah. I would say that, but then I've been reading Titans lately, so I, I, I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, sad. And we'll get to <laughs> more of that later. Because to me, the two highlights were Dark Knights of Steel, uh, number seven, and Flashpoint num- Beyond, number two. That was another one that I enjoyed, Flashpoint Beyond, number two. It, it, it did slow down from last issue, but I, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's a good read. There's still a ton that's unexplained, which I kind of figure. Yeah. But I'm also getting increasingly puzzled as to what's going on in that main DCU scene they're kind of tacking on at the end. Me too. I don't know what they're going for right there. Or Jeff Johns. I don't know what he's going for. Yeah. 
I mean, to me, those were the two that I thought were the best of the bunch from DC, and I'm not saying that they were brilliant, just better than the rest. Yeah, and I don't know why I put Dark Crisis as the best of the bunch, because looking at it, I was kind of flipping through it before we started talking. I was like, yeah, not a lot happened here. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I read that one last, figuring, okay, I want to save up my energy for that, and there'll be a lot of a lot of things to talk about. It's a crisis, so it's got to have a lot. It didn't feel like a crisis. It well, Yeah, absolutely did not. The opening scene, I, maybe it's uh, just me or something, but I'm thinking, you know, Death Star comes by, one laser zap, and that, that opening scene, poof, heroic population decimated. Yeah, something that you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Or at least that's what I'm assuming, because, I mean, it's not like the crowd scene was that detailed. It really wasn't. And it looked like there weren't repeats. There were some that I thought were repeats, but they weren't in the the panel. It's the kind of thing that if it had been George Perez, we would have gotten a different either angle or set of angles on it. We probably would have gotten an inset panel on Nightwing, who was doing yep. the talking, and then a crowd shot. Yep. Or I agree. from behind of Nightwing or something like that. Versus the way it was, we didn't really get to see the crowd that well. No, you really don't. And you only kind of get like three or four people deep, and then it just turns into a, a mob of black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you can't really make out who's who. Now, the other thing I got is, okay, we're, we get to the Titans Academy, Titans Tower stuff. Yeah. We see, uh, what was it, Starfire, Cyborg, and Raven. They're talking and stuff, and... Like, well, where's Changeling? And then all later, he shows up elsewhere. And I'm like, okay, first off, Titans Academy being a, a target and stuff totally makes sense. The Titans are usually targeted in a crisis. Now, granted, I'm talking about DC editorial doing the targeting, but still, nonetheless, the villains <laughs> could do it too. But the fact that uh, Changeling was, was off on his own struck me as very, very, very odd. Uh, as if, I don't know, maybe people at DC hadn't been reading Titans Academy lately. <laughs> and just overall, uh, this was not a great start to a crisis. I, I didn't have high hopes. I mean, hopefully they can improve on it and, and get me a little more excited as the story and event goes on. But I I thought this was lackluster. It really was. Surprisingly, and that's why I'm like going back, I'm like, did I hit the wrong number in my score or something like that when I when I kind of rank these things because it was more like showing the replacements for the team after the justice league died which we've seen them all there they get a new justice league together and you know black adam just kind of scoffs at john you know what kind of team is this <laughs> oh come on his comments were pretty pretty yeah. valid I, yeah i agree <laughs> and then and, th and then not much happens other than the teen titans getting attacked and i'm still at the end i'm like okay it, we have the big bad I don't know how he got this powerful, and I don't know why he's going down this path. That just doesn't make sense from what I know of the character. Yeah, I. it didn't end on a good note for me, and the whole game plan and what they've been setting up for a while, it seems both ambitious and almost ill-conceived, and that's harsh. I don't mean yeah. it to be harsh, but what they've, what they've set up so far hasn't worked for me. I, I kind of get what I think they might be trying to do, but I... I'm not convinced they're going to pull it off. So, again, I've been separating the, is this a good story from do they end up in a good place? I'm hoping for, for them to tell a good story and end in a good place, but at this point I'll settle for them ending in a good place, even if it's the last minute, ta-da, suddenly we're here, even though this didn't build to it. Hopefully. Yeah, one thing I can say, the art here is beautiful. It's just, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's not George Perez, but it, it, it is good in here. 
it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> but it's not great. It, 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 you've got George Perez we've had on, on other crises. We've had some yeah. top-notch artists. Daniel Sampier or whatever. I honestly couldn't tell you what else he's done. I've never heard of the guy before. That's why I was like kind of impressed. I was like, huh, he, he's doing a good job. He's doing better than the writing is, I think, at this point. Is that hard? <laughs> Not really. I, that was how I felt coming out of this. I was like, wow, my, my first crisis that I'm really reading in real time. And I'm like, it just doesn't feel that traumatic. It just doesn't feel like the stakes are really that high other than for some reason, once you become powerful, you want to destroy the multiverse. I, I don't know why, yeah. but maybe they'll tell us why when someone has power, they want to destroy the multiverse. I, I think they've got a lot to explain here. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they do it. We'll see if, if, if they land the ending here, or even if they fumble it, if they land in a good spot magically afterwards. But I, I'm getting to the point where the entire DC line has to re-earn itself on my pull list you know, when they start new volumes. No, I, I can understand that, because right now, the premier book at DC is Nightwing. And oh, absolutely. Be, beyond that, it's it's kind of like hit or miss and more misses than hits, unfortunately. Well, and when we come back for the second half of the month, we should have an issue with that, because we didn't the first two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Slim pickings. Now, did you read the Justice League Road to Dark Crisis one shot? I did. I thought it was a weird anthology that it wasn't very good. And the first story kind of sums up the whole book for me. You know, John tells Nightwing, hey, my dad died. Oh, yeah, he died before. You know, I'm like, yep. Yeah, my mom told me about that. It was just so weird. I was like, what is this? What am I reading? I think it was probably a smart move to start with the best story of the bunch. Yeah. But it kind of, I mean, the second one, oh, okay story, not great art. After that, it was, well, it's, it's okay. And then with the pariah thing, I'm like, didn't make sense given what I saw we saw of him what infinite frontier and stuff and and then the the last part it's like oh i guess another secret society of supervillains is forming yay <laughs> it was it was okay but man it was so far from great and for lead ups to events they've done way better i just i i continue to be disappointed by dc and i hate to say that no, I, I understand what you mean. That that was a really disappointing book for me, The Road. The Road to Dark Crisis made me not want to read Dark Crisis, so I thought Dark <laughs> Crisis was better than that. <laughs> but, it's supposed but, to be an on-ramp, not an off-ramp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not excited now that I read that. <laughs> so what else did you read that you did like? Okay, I thought Poison Ivy number one was decent. It wasn't great. I you know I, In my note, I said I might drop this, but it it wasn't so much on the... Harley Poison Ivy thing. The focus was on Poison Ivy more so, and she's killing cows and people for damaging the environment with a, you know, like a fungus type thing that she's spreading. And everyone thinks it's anthrax, but it, it was it was okay. It was just, oh, this is decent, but I, I, long term, do I want to read it? Me, probably not. I just want to point out that I asked what was one of the best things you read, and you come out with something that was okay, and you're thinking you may drop. <laughs> Well, we if, if that about... doesn't sum up how DC's doing right now, I don't know what does. Yeah, like because I go through it, I'm like, Naomi, uh, Nightmare Country, I just canceled it. That that's a Sandman thing. Justice League, I need to cancel that. I just, or sorry, not just Jurassic League. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I I skipped that. It, it was pretty horrible. And then we got like Action Annual and Batman Annual, which 
Action Annual was better than Batman, I would say. Man, they were both neck and neck for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you did you dislike both of them? Yeah, kind of. Well, I was like, with the Action Annual, I'm like, okay, here's the origin of Mogul. I'm like, did, didn't we, or Mongol, didn't we just get that at the end of Action Comics? Kind of, sort of. I mean, it was an acceptable backstory for Clark in the framing sequence. Not a bad origin for Mongol, but I kind of liked it better back in the day when Mongol was a person, not a title. Yes, because now I'm like, oh, that wasn't maybe our Mongol, that was a Mongol. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, they've rotated (laughs) through so many because they keep killing them off, and I'm like, that's stupid. Yep, and so that I was kind of disappointed with, even though, uh, all right. uh, It was a good execution of a story I didn't like. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and the Batman annual was just... I didn't like it at all. You I, know, I we, didn't care for the art. It was horrible. It was Yeah, yeah. It it was I mean, I like a nice clean art style. That was not it. And, and then uh, to top it all off, okay, the last thing that I'll read or that I read was Batman 124, which was literally an inventory st- story by Williamson mm-hmm. because the new writer's not ready to start. Yeah, that one. The, the story was okay at best. The backup feature is just teasing the Poison Ivy series, which I'm not getting, so who cares? Yeah. I will say with the Batman Inc. stuff and the Batman Annual, it was better than I expected, but didn't expect much. And it wasn't good enough for me to default to getting Batman Inc. when it starts up in a couple of months. They're going to have to earn its way onto my list, and it's a little bit harder sell after that annual. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Now, I I did have one question back on uh, Naomi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree was just a so-so issue. Is it just me, or does it not also strike you odd? That the Justice League were the main people were were busy doing other stuff. Okay, fine. They, they're the Justice League. They're going to get busy at times. You know, world invasions, whatever. Yeah. That they don't have any reserve members, associates, or anybody else they can call in case of an interdimensional invasion. <laughs> no backup. No backup. <laughs> no 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 game plan. They can't even call the Titans. Uh, I don't know if there's a team of outsiders going these days or, or nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's it. That's them. Hello, First Hall of, of Justice. There's an international invasion. Oh, good luck. Thanks, Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not good. I mean, and that was everything I got from DC, and nothing was really stellar. I mean, Flashpoint Beyond and probably Dark Knights of Steel were probably the best two, and Dark Crisis, I thought it was good for some reason I put it in there, but not much happened, and it doesn't feel like it's a crisis. Yeah. Well, it's the first issue, so maybe. Maybe it'll it'll get better. I, I hope so. I I. I don't think so, but I hope so. I'm foolish optimist here. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. First two weeks of, of June, not great for DC. No, not good at all. How about Marvel? Marvel do any better for you than DC? Not much, but a little bit. I, I got 12 books from Marvel for two weeks. The best of the bunch. Let me see. I'm going through them right now. Man, it was a it was a tie between three of them, and they weren't great, but Thor 26, King Conan 5, and Black Panther 6 were probably you know, in that B-plus range. You know what all three of those have in common? You're not getting them. Yep. <laughs> I laughed because I knew you weren't getting any of them. I only got, like, eight comics from Marvel for oh. the first two weeks, yeah. What, what was good, or was anything good? I enjoyed the most out of um, Jane Foster and Mighty Thor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good read. I mean, I'm more interested in Jane's story than the whole fight in Asgard type stuff, but it was, it, it was fun. Yeah, Jane's, Jane's the character that I want to read there, too. And then Strange number three, uh, I've been enjoying the the series so far. This blasphemy cartel or whatever is kind of interesting. Yeah, 
So, and they tease on a reveal of, of who's in charge or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll, I want to see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was decent. It, now, there were two books I really didn't care for, and I don't know if you didn't care for them or if you liked them more than I did. They were two X books, Legion of X2 and Marauders 3. Okay. What, did you like either one of those? Because I, I didn't care for the stories in either one of them. Marauders 3, I'm starting to warm up a little to this title, but we'll see if that lasts. Okay, yeah, just the Marauders going to space and all that. It's like, just got kind of, I, I like the status quo form before, you know, being... Oh, absolutely, same here. It, it just made more sense, but whatever. I agree with that entirely. This is at least working better for me than the first two issues, which maybe isn't saying a whole lot. <laughs> but it was fine. With Legion of X, man, I got done with that thinking, there is just a ton going on in this title. There's so much going on. <laughs> Way more content than it feels like the average comic has these days. They're going in some interesting directions. Again, we've got a couple of people that uh, I would not have expected to have been in that title. Again, Forget Me Not and Joggernaut being, yep. being great examples. I think this has a ton of potential, and I'm enjoying it, but I've I've read better, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's where I'm like... It's not great. It's I like I like the cast of characters more than I like what's going on right now because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where they're losing me a little bit. Where you're like, okay, it's getting a little too busy here. I guess for me, this is what I consider perfectly acceptable. Okay, yeah, yeah, you that's what, what I, mean? I would put it in. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. It's it's good. It's a solid read, but not a oh wow, I must have. It's not one of those desert island type books. If I can only have so many, it would be on the list. It wouldn't be also one of the first I drop either. You know? Yeah, I, there there was books that I did think they were decent and i know i'm pretty sure you're not getting them miles morales is still a decent read this issue is nothing special but it's it's a decent book okay savage avengers number two it's decent it's not as good as the previous savage avengers by uh jerry dugan Mm -hmm. but this one is that pepo's guy i guess his name is he's gonna be taking over the fantastic four oh interesting okay the the writer of savage avengers is the guy who's gonna be doing ff so i'm hoping he grows on me well and it it could be he's got a great take on the Fantastic Four, and that clicks with you more than this. I mean, we've seen some writers that we love on one book, and they just don't work for us on another. Yeah, it's such a weird motley crew. You got, like, that Hulk Weapon H. Remember the Hulk with the mm-hmm. Wolverine claws? You got Hulk Vereen or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you just got the, a whole mishmash of just random characters. You're like, Cloak and Dagger, what's going on here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why are these people together? So uh, it feels a little bit like Champions in that regard. It's mm. the original one. <laughs> yeah. It, now, I wanted to ask you also, another one that I thought was decent, you know, uh, it was maybe a little bit above average, but it's weird, is Amazing Spider-Man 3. You get some elucidation on some things that are going on with his debt, where that came from, but you still don't know what's going on. Is it working for you or not? This was not a very uplifting issue by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was not. They're still teasing that something big happened between volumes. Yes. But I can't help feeling, how big could it be? Because apparently it wasn't big enough to actually tell us as a story. Exactly. <laughs> so, next issue, I guess we got two more issues to finish up the arcs, or I guess we're halfway through it or whatever. They're still teasing a little, they finally got back to Mary Jane, not with her, but with the boyfriend or husband, I don't know, whatever's going on there. Again, it comes down to, when they answer these questions, am I still going to care? It's not a bad read. But it wasn't broken before, and I feel they kind of broke it a little to set this up. They really did, and I don't know why they did that. I'm hoping it's for a good reason, I, but I don't have a lot of hope. New writer wanted a clean slate, maybe. Or yeah, editorial that's... insisted. I don't know. 
something like that. But it, it just seems really weird. It's just boom, boom, we're switching. Yeah. Whatever. I'm hoping for something good on the other side. We shall see. And then, you know, the other things I got that you didn't get, like Ghost Rider number three was decent. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, him. the Ghost Rider has a different power, in my opinion. You know how he's always had, like, okay, we get the Robbie Reyes with the car. You get mm-hmm. classic Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze with the motorcycle. Well, now Ghost Rider can basically, uh, Johnny Blaze version, can get in any vehicle and turn it into, like, a Ghost Rider vehicle. They've kind of gone with that for a little bit, both with Robbie and a few others. I don't know if that's something they'd establish back in the yeah. day or not. It must have been, and I just wasn't reading it then. Because, like, he, yeah, he gets in, like, a tractor trailer, and he's got a whole Ghost oh, Rider. That's funny. <laughs> so well, I liked it, but it was, I was like, man, I haven't seen this before. Interesting. <laughs> for me, I got on with the Danny Ketch version uh, in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not even going to claim that I know all the, the ups and the downs of the Johnny Blaze version. Yeah, and I read the character on and off. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Ghost Rider, but th- this version, I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's not definitely not something you would like just because it's a little bit not not gory, but it goes in that that direction. I was gonna say there are times they can lean into that a lot heavier than I care for. Yeah, and and that's definitely there. So you wouldn't yeah. like that. Yeah. So and then I mean, you know, Thor. You got the Banner of War, which is cool. You know, the the battle's still going on. But it's gotten completely ridiculous and self-indulgent because, you know, you had basically the Hulk having the Thor hammer. So now you got Thor having the Hulk power. So you got two Thor Hulks. Yeah. It's very bizarre. (laughs) I'm like, okay, just roll with it. (laughs) So did you read Avengers Forever number six? I did. What did you think of that? Well, I'm like this Black Panther or Vibranium Man or whatever they want to call him. Is he like kind of everybody? I think so. Because... He's got Superman's origin. Yep. Goes through like a Spider-Man phase, an Iron Man phase, and then whatever he ended up as and such. And I'm like, this is just all over the place. He's got a lot going on there. <laughs> I mean, I'd have been happy if they said, okay, we're doing a multiversal Avengers thing, so let's get a, a Black Panther who's, you know, a Black Panther Spider-Man, you know, whatever that would be. Or, you know, if they got one's an Iron Man version, that makes sense. But eh, kind of the the Black Panther Avengers or something could be cool. But to do it all with the same character, the same version, the same guy? It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, just kind of weird. I felt a little off-kilter when reading it and confused. I'm like, what's? why are we doing this? Okay. As good as Jason Aaron can be as a writer, and I agree he can be a very good writer, there are times where the sorts of stories and the direction he goes is just so on a different wavelength than I'm at at times that even if it's enjoyable, it doesn't always work for me. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. And when he's on, he's on, and he's very good. But when he's off, he's very far off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so th- that was all my Marvel, pretty much, everything that I read. I got two other things. Uh, oh. Knights of X. Eh, wasn't bad, wasn't great. I just, I'm not a huge fan of Otherworld, and this sp- series is spending a lot of time there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I dropped that one just because I was like the Otherworld thing. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm yeah. over that. Well, it's interesting because they did bring back one or two of the more obscure Excalibur members. Oh, cool. So I thought that was interesting. Nice. And then the other thing I got was that X-Men 92 House of, of XCII, or however they want it pronounced. Yeah, I never picked that up. You said you weren't liking it, though, right? This was better than the first, but not enough to get me to continue with the series. Oh, okay, so you're still like, eh. Because, I mean, they took a different... They, they did something that was highly, highly, highly derivative of House of X, Powers of X. It's just, oh, it's a different character. Ah, okay. All right. Cool, cool. Interesting, 
you know, riff on it, but not one that I'm like, ooh, I'll get it for this sort of a thing either. Yeah. So, again, only eight comics. Nothing really blew me away. Hopefully it'll do better the later half of the month. I'm hoping for a better second half because the first half was not stellar. Yeah. Yeah. How about the other publishers? All right. That's where I got a lot of stuff, and I did list one trade. I got 27 items. Wow. I only got 11. I know. I got too much, and I started cutting. I cut a lot of stuff off my current order, so. (laughs) I can understand that. I'm like, I'm getting rid of this. I'm getting rid of this, this, this. You want to know my highlight? Sure. It was the trade paperback, and I added it because it was uh, the highlight. Uh, Swing number five, I read it. Ah. And I just, every one of those trade paperbacks, I've just loved and enjoyed, and it's one of the books I pick up and I read it front to end without putting it down. I don't revisit it. I just sit it, read and you know, sit and read it in one sitting. And it's like, it was, the series ended terrific. I'm not sure how much, you know, it's what we're going to do with the, some of the stuff that happened in here. Mm-hmm. But one thing I really liked in here is the series, I think that Kathy, uh, what I'm trying to remember, Kathy and Dan, their story is done in here, in this. So this wraps up Kathy and Dan. But they said Swing will be revisited in a series called The Unicorn next year. So in 2023, they're going to start a new series. Okay, cool, cool. So I'm really happy that the world's not going away and that he's going to bring in some new characters. But you see Dan and Kathy, and I wouldn't say it ends in a bad way, a good way. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it ends in a satisfying way, I would say. Yeah, there are times where you get to the end of of what needs to be told with certain characters. Yeah, and I, I just felt really happy reading it. I loved it, and he once again did his research at the end, which... Every one of the trades, he goes at the Mm -hmm. very end, Matt Hawkins, he just tells you, here's some stuff. Here's this. Here's that. Here's why I wrote about this. I'm like, man, this guy really thinks he doesn't just write what he feels. Yeah. Yeah. He writes and he researches. So kudos. Excellent read. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I picked that up. I have not read it. Of course, I haven't read the second, third, or fourth volumes of Swing yet, but I'll I'll get to them. I'm feeling some back issue spotlights. Could be. Could be. We'll find (laughs) out. What else you get? Okay. Some other things that I did enjoy, Death Dealer number two. I was asked by Jason Z, and you asked me <laughs> in the I was questions. Say, isn't last time, weren't you like, what was that? Did I get that? So more memorable now, I take it. Yeah, I went to, I was just getting back from uh, Las Vegas, and yeah. my mind was not functioning. Well, Death Dealer number two was really good. So basically, our hero is in a quest to save a woman and a child, which we are introduced to, and they're kind of whisked away in the first volume of this. It gets weird and cheesy. There's like a stingray in the desert, just weird stuff that happens. But it reminds me a little bit of Barbaric, which I really like from Vault Comics, Mm -hmm. where the guy has this axe that talks to him. This is very similar. This guy has a helmet that talks to him, the helmet that he's wearing on his head, which he always keeps on. There is nudity and violence that abound in this, so mature readers only. That's all. I'll just say that for this comic. And then I, I got a bunch of new number ones, Astronaut Down from Aftershock. It was a good mysterious premise can it stick you know the momentum and the suspense it built i don't know but i'm hoping it does some of the stuff was a little bit on the nose with the environmental destruction but i'm okay with that you're okay with environmental destruction no no i'm I'm okay with it being like telegraphed yeah yeah some will be appalled with it i'm sure but sending astronauts back in time to warn people about the choices they're making and you you get to a point in the world where things are not going well like well, let's picture us 50 years down the road and you have the ability to go back and can we alter this to help the world? I think that's a great premise for a story. Yes. You've got the climate disaster. You've got time travelers. You send people back. I think, though, the way they ought to handle it 
is by being very vocal and pushing for climate destruction. Oh, Do yeah. Do the whole reverse psychology <laughs> angle. Just say. Yeah. Hey, all the all of you lefties, let's destroy the environment. Cut down the rainforest. <laughs> yeah, That'd be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but there were so many things. I, I, I don't want to steal all, all the time. Oh, I got the Joneses number two. Mine came in late. I did enjoy that. I, oh. th- I know that was late coming in. Do think number one. That's a new title from AWA. I really enjoyed it. I do think what it's going to be is it's going to be a series of stories, which this is done in one issue. The next mm-hmm. issue will be something completely different. And this is basically saying, what if the screens came down and they were a sentient race? And what I mean by the screens, the computers back in the uh. 70s. And then they morphed and let's, you know, we built altars to them, you know, basically looking at our desk, you know, we make the computer the center point. And then, hey, they, they want to worship us. They carry us around in their pocket, the screens mm-hmm. that we carry. It's about humans worshiping technology, and it's just hilarious. It's it's kind of on the nose, but I thought it was clever and how technology rules rules our lives. Really cool. Cool. Did you pick up ETER number two from AWA? I did. Did you like it? I thought there was a good amount of story content. Uh, I will say that that last story of the three didn't really land the ending for me, but we I got agree. three stories, so I was okay with that. I was surprised that all of this took place in space. I mean, ETER, you know, extraterrestrial yep. emergency room kind of made sense, but I was expecting it to be based in that Earth hospital from the first issue, uh, what, two years ago now almost? Jeez, a while ago. So completely different. Yeah, it was well, It was an anthology there too, but they seemed to be setting up uh, an Earthbound hospital. Not even reference it here surprised me. See, the thing that left me a little confused is I didn't get the first one, so I didn't get that mm-hmm. portion. So I thought this was maybe similar to it. But yeah, I think the first story out of the three was the best. Yeah, yeah, in I my think opinion. so too. Yeah, that that was the best of the bunch. And there was a lot of stuff that came out that I was I'm, I've been enjoying. You know, what's the furthest place from here? Number six, which is just the weirdest title you can read by Tyler Boss. It's hard to describe. We have Demons Number Three, which is Snyder and Capullo do, basically doing Spawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was the last issue of it. It was great. It was a Comicsology original. I didn't know that when I first picked it up. Oh, okay. The Lion and the Eagle, which was a great Garth Ennis war book. It finalized in this fourth issue. It was terrific. You know, India and Pakistan, they start talking about that if they broke up at the end, you know, showing the future and what happened in the war. So it's kind of cool. And the Once in Future was really good, which I've talked about that a ton of times. You know, it's it's a decent read month in, month out. It's never at the top of my, it's never the best book, but it's always solid. Cool. Yeah. So. And then there's a whole lot of stuff that I just, why am I getting this? And I, I canceled stuff. What got cut? Okay. Unnatural Blue Blood, which okay. I was reading Unnatural, the original series by um, Mirka and Dolfo, cut it after the first one. Unholy got canceled. That was a Vampirilla thing. Starships Go to Die from Aftershock, cutting it after the first issue was horrible. Stillwater, done with it, canceling it. I'm done. I, I don't want to read any more Stillwater. Hey, if it's not working for you, get rid of it. Yeah. Basically, I canceled everything from dynamite except for one title i got rid of red sonia red Sita. Wow. Uh, it's just mirka Dolfo's writing it and she's not writing it very well and i'm just like i can't read it anymore oblivion song i got the last issue of it it was horrible but it's done <laughs> <laughs> dogs of london from aftershock canceled it done at the second issue I, i'll probably get a third but i canceled it and then one that's on here that i'm thinking about canceling and I'm not sure. I haven't sent in my orders. Firepower number 21. I just didn't enjoy it. You know, that's, you know, I thought it was an okay read, but I'm still losing interest in it. And part of it is it 
wasn't written in an accessible enough manner. So it takes me a little while to get back into the story each issue. Yep. Because he's just kind of assuming that we're, you know, nonstop reading this or something. And he used the same storytelling technique over in Walking Dead back in the day. Yeah. So I get kind of how and why he's doing it, but I'm at that point where, yeah, do I continue this to the next arc or not? It almost seems like Walking Dead was a more compelling story. Uh, oh, much more compelling story. Oh, absolutely. Because at the beginning, for the first like six issues, I was engaged with this. I was like, oh, this is good. And then he, it's just not, it's not working for me. He, he lost the charm that he had with the whole family aspect and mm-hmm. protecting his family from the, you know, the foreign invaders that are going to be coming to now it's like he's off world and fighting big dragons. I'm like, okay, now it's gotten weird and I, I don't even enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. I don't, I mean, nothing I got in the other publishers this time was bad, but it's one of those that it's not essential reading for firepower for me anymore. So again, I'm going to be looking of, do I keep getting it? And I may just wait for the next arc or when it would flip to the next trade or something like that and just bow out at that point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, there was other things on that I read that were okay too. Like metal society. Number two was okay. It was good. Not great. Mm-hmm. Nice house on the lake. It was an okay issue, but it, it's getting near to, to wrapping up, I think. So, and then Saga. I, I, my note on Saga is why am I getting this? You know, I got. I, I thought you had stopped. I know. I I keep getting it out of habit, or I look at my old order and I add it. I think I'm canceling that too. I'm gonna mark it red right now. I'm gonna get rid of Saga. I'm done. You just made that decision for me, John. Thank you. Well, I I stopped after the or well, at the start of the hiatus, I guess. So yeah. Saga is gone. I'm pulling up my order form while we're talking, and I'm pulling That's it funny. off there. <laughs> I had a couple of things I really enjoyed. Yeah, what were those? I thought Usagi Ojimbo, Lone Goat, and Kid, number five, was a great done-in-one story. Didn't really have anything really to do with Lone Goat and Kid. I think that's going to be what's in the next issue, which I think wraps yeah. up this volume or whatever. But again, really enjoyed that as a, a kind of a done-in-one-ish story. Cool. Time Before Time, I'm still enjoying that. There's a ton going on there. Great time travel story. Just a ton of fun. It's it's basically what if you had organized crime across time. Ah, nice. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool. And then the final issue of Star Trek Discovery Adventures in the 32nd Century focused on Linus, a character from the show that shows up but never really gets the spotlight. Here he got it good backstory for him, and I'm curious if it becomes canon in the show or not. Interesting. And really, nice. for that kind of stuff, all it would take is a line or two of dialogue in an episode to, to kind of acknowledge the events. Ah, okay. All right, you know? cool. Or at least not flat-out contradict them. Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, I got some other stuff. Still getting Walking Dead Deluxe, which is still a solid read. I'm just amazed how much of the story I've forgotten, but again, that was from, gosh, it was published, I don't know, 15 years ago, so... I, it's not oh, like yeah. it's not memorable. It's just I've read a lot since. And I guarantee you at the end, he's going to collect that all in like nice hard covers with all the color prints. Oh, yeah. He'll do another round of all the uh, the compendiums and all that. I mean, everything. Yeah. He knows how to, to repackage his material in decent ways. Yeah. I would also expect the backup features of, you know, here's what the plot was. What was I thinking? Wouldn't surprise me if he tries to get a book out of that, too. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So. But, I mean, overall, that that was the area where I was most disappointed. And I, I added some Aftershock stuff, and I, I just got so disappointed with Dyn- Dynamite that I'm just like, I've been getting Vampirilla and Red Sonja forever, and I'm just like, 
man, you put Mirka and Dolph on it. She's a, a good artist, and Mirka's good at one thing. She's, I hate to say that, I hate to stereotype and pigeonhole someone, but she does these kind of like a romance, flirty type stories mm-hmm. that work with her art style. It's kind of very charming and, you know, sexy and everything like that. But you get her out and she's writing Red Sonia and I'm like, man, this is just not good. <laughs> it's horrible. That's too bad. I'm just like, I, I can't read it anymore. <laughs> One of the other ones I read that I enjoyed was the final issue of the Power Rangers Universe miniseries. Oh, yeah, yeah. thought it was a decent end to the story. It was nice to see kind of the various Power Ranger teams and stuff get referenced in here. Cool. This is something that could wind up being part of the official canon. We'll see if that ever happens or not. But it was it was a fun read. Cool. Yeah. So actually, we had uh, quite a bit to talk about with only two weeks of material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and sometimes when we've got the full month, it's a question of, you know, what gets the time? You know, we can't talk about everything every time. So having fewer things to pick from gave them more time to get talked about. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I'm still hoping for a better second half uh, when we get back and record that. And then hoping for even better things in July. I- I'm just hoping crisis, something happens there. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now it's it- it's just like weird because nothing happened the entire issue pretty much other than the attack on Titan Tower, which... That was a foregone conclusion. It's a crisis. It's DC. <laughs> it's going to happen. Kill the kids. Kill them all. <laughs> and then I- I'm like, please explain the lunatic at the end. I just need to know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how that, that whole thing plays out. I mean, I, I hope it gets better, but I, I don't know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, this kind of does and kind of doesn't mark the completion of two years of the monthly Comic Spotlight episodes. I mean, it's the 24th, uh-huh. so we've been doing them for two years, so it counts there. But granted, we only covered half the month this time, but scheduling, yada yada. Yeah. As I mentioned, we are taking a break from recording for a little while. Just got a ton of stuff going on, so summer break just kind of makes sense. Now, part of that summer break includes getting the preview spotlight episode for July done a week early. So the deadline for that episode is 9 a.m. Monday morning, July 4th. Now, early submissions would be welcome and appreciated. July solicits are already up and available. So try to figure out what's uh, exciting to you and and get those in. Yeah, and I'll I'll remind everyone on the Slack channel because I'm going to record mine early for you. And also because I'm going to be out of town for a little while, so I need to get it done. Yeah. And we've been preparing for this this summer break for a little while, so there'll still be plenty of episodes coming out in July and August and stuff, but it won't be until probably mid to late August that uh, maybe we get back and record. It depends. There may be some other stuff that happens. I don't know. But when we do start recording again, we'll finish off uh, a monthly comic spotlight for the rest of June. We'll have three weeks of comics there. Then we'll slowly catch up on July, August, September. Hopefully by October we'll be caught up. We'll find out. But there's, again... Regular Monday-Friday episodes throughout that time. Hopefully they are enjoyable episodes. I'll admit, I put one up. Didn't really get much of a response. It kind of surprised me, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go from there. Cool. Anything else? No, I think that does it for me. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.